The Third Men Podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun celebration of Jack White and is in no way directly affiliated with Third Man Records or the man himself. For the definitive history of Jack White and his music, please consult your local Jack White. And for everyone else looking for a home, you found one here, in a place so seedy. Enjoy! One more kilometer up the hill. One more. Come on. Push it. Push it. Bend it. Pop it. Twist it. Bend it. Slap it. Whack it. Yep. All right. <coughs> all right. Jab it. Pump it. All right. All right. All right. Off the bikes. Off the bikes. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. 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 And two. And three. And four. And five. And three. And three. And three. You got to keep up. You got to keep up. One and three and two and Hold three on. and four and right, three Jackie. and seven and. Hold three. on, I just gotta yeah. smoke. I just gotta smoke fifty cigarettes. Hold, Hold on. on, let me break the emergency glass and get the 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 pack of. American I just gotta smoke fifty cigarettes. Here you go. Uh, Use the eight packs. Why do we do this resolution every year? We we know we can. I just I, I just don't know if I can do it this year. I just don't know. If I can. <laughs> All right, Paul. We gotta we gotta get fit so that we can. Do a better podcast for these folks out here. We're we're all right. We gotta do, do this. some pod training. All right, let's lick the let's lips. Pod training. All right, all right. Yeah, lick the lick lips. Lick the lips. Lick the lips. One and two and lick and two and lips and four and seven and nine. All right. Now okay, next good, thing we good, gotta good, do, good. we gotta crack the knuckles. Yep. We gotta crack, crack the one. knuckles so we can work on typing things out. Two. Typing notes. Three. And stuff. Four. Oh God. Ow. Oh God. Oh, okay. right. oh Jesus. Hang in. There, Hang in oh God. Okay. All right. All right. And the then next, thing, we gotta right. edit the Google Doc. Okay. Edit, edit the and, Google Doc. Edit and edit, edit the and Google edit. La, 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 la. Edit the Google Doc. <laughs> all right. We're editing the Google Doc here. Edit, yep. 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 Edit. 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 Good. Edit, good. Good. Edit. And this resolution's hard. Paul. These are the sounds that I normally edit out of the show. Edit. 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 Yeah. All right. All right. And next thing we next thing we have to do is get out all our ums and uhs. Um. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
We are rusty, but that's why we're we're getting this this pod training in. So James, that- snap out of it! Oh God, we're all- I think we're ready. Did we do it? Did we just Rocky montage our way to the top? It's 2020, and we're here. Welcome to the Third Men Podcast. Why didn't we do like a 2020 parody? Well, sh- that would have been good. <laughs> Welcome to the Third Men Podcast. <laughs> There is literally 16 minutes of that. So whatever you just heard is what we ultimately deem to be usable. Less – not even usable, necessary. (laughs) Uh, This is the Jack White History Podcast, Third Men Podcast, and I'm your co-host, Paul Kaminsky. I'm your other co-host, James Kaminsky, and we got big afternoon energy here, We got big – well, I have morning energy. You have afternoon energy. That is the magic of physics? Yeah. No, that's – well, on this uh, glorious flat earth that we live on, (laughs) the sun uh, rises and shines at different moments of the day, you know? You know how it works? Different energy. With a flat place? Yeah, it's great. Different energy. Anyway, yeah, this is, as we mentioned, a Jack White History program, and uh, we've had a fun year on the show, everyone – We've done a lot this year. We've had a great start to uh, season four of the podcast. We've interviewed this year alone. We've interviewed so many people. We've interviewed Emmett Malloy. We interviewed Ben Blackwell. We interviewed Olivia Jean. We interviewed Isaiah Radke. We interviewed Bobby Harlow. We interviewed Lily Mae Rishi. We interviewed Scarlett Rishi. We interviewed Frank Rishi. We interviewed Pat Pantano. The list goes on and on. We've been so fortunate this year with mm-hmm. uh, all our different interviews there. And we want to thank everybody for uh, for joining us on this wonderful journey. And like we do every year, we've made it sort of an annual tradition. We're going to do a very special episode today, James. That's right. We have a very special episode. We do it every year. We like doing them because we get to learn about everything that happens at Third Man this year. And like Paul said, season four has been great. Paul, I have a question for you. Will our final season be called Season Desist? Hey, fun. <laughs> I like that. We don't know when that'll happen, but, you know, there's a name. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to do a year in review. We're going to do a third Man Records year in review for the year of our Lord 2019. Our Lord isn't 2019. Mine is. Speak for yourself. James prays to the God of 2019. Yeah. So he can... He's a robot. His number is 2019. We're not angry at the year this year, right? That was 2016 where we were angry at the year. Some people are angry. I've been seeing people get angry. Which, this is a serious question. I forgot what year we were all supposed to be angry about. Was it 2016? I think 2016 was the one we were all angry at. But everyone was angry at 2017 also, and then also 2018, I... and I think still 2019. I think people are just angry at years now. Anyway, we're going to talk about <laughs> the year 2019 as we uh, launch into 2020 here, depending on if uh, all of our maths work out. I think this episode is going to go up on New Year's Day. So, hey, everybody, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And uh, may all the troubles we forgot. Acquaintances. Are we forgetting we the acquaintances? got a day. There was a lot that happened this year. We got new records from uh, the Tours, which was very exciting. We got uh, Olivia Jean. Olivia Jean. We got new... Lily Mae Rishi, we got uh, the very Eilish. the very cool Billie Eilish uh, single there from the from the Blue Room, which I would very much like to own and very much can't, and that very much frustrates me very much. Mm-hmm. And we got the Tenacious D, the Jack Gray collaboration. So much stuff. We're going to get into it all 
this episode. But mm. before we get to all that, James. <gasps> is there something we should start smelling? Ah, I think it's I think I smell a fact. Oh. Astounding fact. The most astounding fact. The most astounding fact is the knowledge. James, would you like to tell the people what I think I smell a fact is? Sure. I think I smell a fact is when we are done smoking our 50 cigarettes uh, and we get our sense of smell back. Um, we, <laughs> it's a portion of the show in which we learn something in between shows that might have, uh, you know, something to do with a previous topic. And instead of just going back over it in a new episode or re-editing it in, we just, uh, you know, cram it into this here segment at the beginning of the show uh, that we call I Think I Smell a Fact. This one, James, comes courtesy of episode 111 of the podcast, so it's going back a little ways. Hope you all enjoyed our Lily Mae Rishi episode interview uh, discussion of her latest record, Other Girls. Uh, also, hope you enjoyed the game show last episode. We, you know, we'll see, we think. Yeah. Anyway, we had some questions pop up online in reaction to that episode as to what the meaning of a blue heart emoji is because as we know lily may wrote the whole blue heart song at least in part because of the blue heart emoji mm. yeah and uh you know as a couple of 30 somethings we are um not as in touch with emoji meanings as we probably should be i mean i think we have a I think we nailed down, you know, some of them. I mean, there's the uh, there's the peach. It's a butt. That's a that's a butt. Yeah, that that's one. a rump. That's a butt. Yep. There's a there's an eggplant, and I believe that's just means eggplant. Yeah. No um, other meaning means like, behind that. Means one like you I'm fall. Aware yeah. Of, I don't think it's like you fall on your face and you really just eggplant your face down onto the onto the sidewalk there. That's what that means. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, there's that's the that's those are the only two emojis aside from the blue heart. Well, all right, so here's the thing. We got a lot of questions about what the hell a blue heart emoji means, but as we mentioned, James and I now are both in our 30s, and I guess we could name this segment like a new segment called, like, is there like an out of touch? Uh, probably. Uh, like on. a get off my lawn, like an entitlement kind of. Uh, old enough? Old enough! Hey, James, what? you know what? I retract this, the fact smelling. Let's turn this one into a brand new segment where we highlight just how old and out of touch we are okay. in a segment we like to call Old Enough. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Wake me when the show starts. It's already been on a while. <laughs> Wake me when it's over. So many of these songs are long and boring. Yes, they finally managed one short and boring. <laughs> So that's what that is. Anyway, so we had to look this up in a couple different places. And so I'm just going to read some of these and where I got them from. So this is from emojis.wiki. Okay. And it credits the blue heart as having a lot of meanings. And as it says, quote, you will be surprised. But originally it came from those guys who wanted to show support for autism awareness. Oh. What? All right. Uh, Going further, imagine the blue ocean. Mysterious and deep. It's blue, man. So in the water context, it is used to show how deep and stable your love is. Um, uh, ooh, water sports. Well, 
<laughs> it could show your love for water sports. Now, what kinds of water sports are we talking about? <laughs> Such as, and this is true, this is what it says, person surfing. Oh, what? And person swimming. What? Oh, I see. What? So that's the... <laughs> that's the... <laughs> they're calling... Okay, so it says... There's, they're naming what those emojis are, <laughs> not calling the sport person surfing. There is a person surfing emoji, and there's a person swimming emoji, and you would attach the blue heart uh, to those. Apparently, also, some youngsters say that the blue heart received from a girl is a bad sign and symbolizes that she is moving you into the friend zone, which is, of course, a fictional place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's also that. Paul, let me hit you with these names also. Uh, older and older and older. Okay. Uh, James's workshop. Uh, James is going back and workshopping the could, name. I mean, to me, it just meant sadness. I looked at, you know, I look at a blue heart and I'm just like, oh, it's a sad heart because it's blue. You know, the, the old, you know how Elvis sang about being blue on Christmas? Well, he's a blue heart. He's got a, he's got a blue heart. Mm-hmm. I've got great news for you, James. The sun... .co.uk has given us a handy-dandy list of what all the different hearts mean. And again, we have another one here for autism awareness, which is uh, not funny. No real joke stuff in there. But uh, we have another one here that says it symbolizes uh, trust, harmony, peace, and loyalty. So it sounds like a stable kind of thing. If you're sending somebody a blue heart, maybe it's a... Um, symbol that your love for that person is uh, stable so more on the blue heart emoji here from karenlotter.com and i don't know what this website is but the title on the top of it says karen e lotter so much like david s pumpkins there's something going on here it's some sort of intricate (laughs) plot and she has written a whole blog here it seems about emojis and the blue heart uh she has written karen lotter has written take the blue heart emoji Some say it symbolizes trust and loyalty. That is great. And blue is the color of the sky. So I guess it can also symbolize infinite love. Ooh. But you know it is also the color of BDSM. (laughs) What? No joke. I'm on maryclaire.co.uk, and they are also talking about that. They go, this one can express a variety of interests. While it's used to show support for autism awareness, love for water sports, and solidarity for sports teams that wear blue. It's also a heart choice for people on Insta who are sharing their BDSM preferences. Wow. Wow. Karen follows up here with, she's not at all judgmental, which is very progressive. Oh, well, yeah. Very happy for her. Very progressive. Very. Uh, I'm fine with consenting adults doing whatever they like, but I don't want to be thinking trust and commitment when the other party is cracking a whip. Now that's just practical thinking, Karen. I mean, good for her. Quora, let's see here. <laughs> the blue heart could mean cold-hearted or sad. However, it's more likely the sender just thought it looked like a nifty thing to send and is having fun oh, with man. it. man. So many meanings. <laughs> they may have just thought the red heart was too suggestive or felt insecure. Fact is, you won't know unless you ask the sender. You could come up with a hundred reasons why, and they would all be wrong. Ask them. Thanks, Darcy Moore. This bit went on for a long time, but I'm okay with that because it's old enough. Yeah, it's old enough. We're old We're enough. We're old enough. Oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, it's either this show or indigestion. I hope it's indigestion. Why? It'll get better in a little while. Mm-hmm.
Uh, all right, so James, we're going to get into this year in review here topic. James, starting in January of 2019, are you ready to do it? I am born ready uh, like baby New Year was born today. I am born ready to hear about what Third Man Records has done this year. Okay, well, let's do it then. Let's do it. James, let's talk about the year 2019. So, I did something, you know, similar to what we've done in years prior with the research this year, which is to say I have stuck mainly to the Third Man Records website to just provide the sort of overall chronology, and I've peppered in some other things as we go. Oh, pepper away. Spice it up. Spice up your life. (laughs) Not to to break the fourth wall or anything, but (laughs) these skeletal structures have to come from somewhere. Some of these items, we should also say, are going to be episodes in and of themselves, in uh, the new year. So, you know, we might not go into things quite as in-depth in places, but that's just because we're going to expand on that further in 2020. Of course, when you're listening to this, it is 2020. Hey, here's the thing. Third Man Records started doing year-in-review videos. I saw that. The year year after we started doing year-in-review episodes. Coincidence? Yes. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Robert Stack, get in on this. Figure out this unsolved mystery. Why did they start after we did? Well, it started January of 2019, James. With January 7th, the announcement of the Third Man Vault package number 39, Sleep, live at Third Man Ooh. Records. Now, James, I don't believe you got this one. I got this one. I did not get it, but, uh, you know, I had friends who were big sleep fans. Yeah. So that's something. I think we talked about this where, like, you and I both had rando people at work that you don't even really talk to about much of anything come up to you and say, like, sleep, man. I had that happen to me a couple times this year. I had it happen, like, because people know I... I'm the third man guy, partially because I hung that Jack White flag like a weird alt-right friggin' magnet, which now I think back on and go, boy, that was so big. Why did I do that? Um, (laughs) Is Jack White just like a non-offensive MAGA thing? (laughs) Because I was was wearing a third man, uh, uh, the Jack White 3 hat today, and Ariel's grandfather came over to me. He's like, do you always wear hats? And I'm like... Huh. Is this just my MAGA hat? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I got approached. So I usually get approached when I wear that three symbol. Like I usually Mm -hmm. wear it under like a jacket or a coat or or a hoodie or something. And I usually get asked what it is. And I usually say something like, oh, it's an alien race from Star Trek or it's a white supremacist thing. (laughs) Full disclosure to anybody out there. We are not not into that at all. If this is your first time listening, we're not that. This that was pure joke. This is just disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, it's not supreme anything. I may be like a sup- like a crunch wrap supreme. Like that. <laughs> that's as supreme as I get. I think. Anyway, but when that flag went up, it was a whole new array of people coming up and asking me in a parade because it was also my desk is outside of a conference room where lots of people go in and out. And I got approached by many people from many different departments. No one ever told me, take that down, but everyone came up to me and said, what is that? And when I would tell them, they would go, huh. 
and walk away, <laughs> which is their way of saying, please take that down. <laughs> it's scaring the other people. It's scaring visitors. What the hell are we talking? Oh, right. Sleep. So anyway, people know <laughs> for that. <laughs> and so yeah, a, a fellow walked up to me. Got, anyway, got me acquainted. That fellow got me acquainted to sleep prior to this vault release, so I was actually happy for that because they only have two albums uh, mm-hmm. other than the, the new one that came out on Third Man and then this live thing. So it was a very quick absorption rate that I got to absorb all of Sleep on. Hey, you know, not really for me, but I like uh, – I want to I say it's called Dragonaut. I think it's called Dragonaut, and I it like that song It sounds like a, a stoner song. It's like 12 minutes long. <laughs> All of their songs are like 12 minutes long. It really dragged on. Hey, anyway, I got this vault. Any, uh, well, before I get into that, that happened to me one other time this year with the third man thing. And I will, you know what? I'll call it out when we get to that point. Vault Package 39, very interesting. It was recorded on December 12th of the year prior, where Sleep performed a two-hour career retrospective show at uh, Third Man in Nashville. And it was printed on... The, the coolest thing about it was that it was released on four differently colored records bright purple bright orange bright blue and bright green none of them translucent they all look like uh it's like crayons or something like it's very Mm. intense pigment yeah you ever just see an intense pigment all the time and go wow i must be either high or listening to sleep (laughs) or both if i'm listening to sleep so that's sleep. If you love sleep, no offense. But they're fine. They're good. Yeah, they're fine. There's only three things in January. The uh, second on January 15th, Third Man Mastering opened up its uh, office doors oh. at 441 West Canfield in Detroit's Cass Corridor, right next to the pressing plant. So that's the place where familiar name to Third Man Records, Bill Skibb, mm. sets up shop. And uh, I didn't know this, James. Bill Skibb also worked with uh, Fiery Furnaces. Ah, I did not know that. Uh, Fiery Furnaces are featured on our other podcast that Paul is a part of. Uh, not our other podcast. Are, what are, we, are we calling it a sister podcast? Yeah, sure. Like a cousin. It's like a sister to me now. Like a kissing cousin. It's a kissing cousin podcast. <laughs> now Hear This features the Fiery Furnaces, and you all should go listen to that episode because it's great. And oh. that show is great. And Paul and Ryan are great. Oh, well, thanks, James. Yeah, it's episode- I am great. <laughs> that's episode three for you, those of you keeping score um anyway yeah that so the house engineers are bill skibb and uh warren de fever i got the fever yeah uh, de fever apparently worked with yoko ono huh. although i couldn't find with what it just oh third man credits him as having worked with yoko ono everywhere so when you google 
him and Yoko Ono, it just goes to third man a bunch of times in the different places that picked up the press release. What third man is banking on is that if you have good enough <laughs> SEO, you can make it the truth. Uh, he also contributed to Howl on the Haunted Beat You Ride. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The, the Go album that is released on Burger Records, I yeah, believe. I believe it's um, Burger, yeah. Yeah, it's a good good album. Everyone should go listen to that. So yeah, they have their mastering there in both analog and digital, so that's very cool. I'm Bill Skibby, head audio engineer at Third Man Mastering. Along with veteran engineer Warren DeFever, we offer a full-service analog and digital mastering studio available to anyone. We can master your audio for any format, vinyl or digital, including streaming services. Send us your final mixed recordings in whatever format you mix them on. We can master from any source. We also offer lacquer cutting services. We can cut production masters, reference discs, or one-off dub plates. We can transfer your tapes. And we have a wide variety of well-maintained playback machines. Two-inch, half-inch, quarter-inch, and cassette. We're located at 441 West Canfield in Detroit, Michigan, right next to the Third Man Pressing Plant. For booking, please fill out and submit the booking form on our website at thirdmanmastering.com. And then on January 18th, the last thing in January here is Mado Mokhtar's Blue Room Stage Session is released. <laughs> All right. So this is cool. So I learned Mado Mokhtar is a... Uh, a contemporary Saharan music artist who plays the guitar. And, and that's interesting because in the village he grew up in, it was an area where secular music was all but prohibited, according to the uh, Bandcamp page that I found. And he taught himself to play on a homemade guitar cobbled together out of wood. And he's actually like really good. February on February 1st, we get the Morning Echoes of Detroit's Echoes of My Gospel LP released on Third Man, continuing their exploration of Detroit and Nashville gospel music scenes. The Morning Echoes formed in the 40s and uh, came to a close when lead singer Willie Slim Ayers died in 2013. So, wow. There's a few of these I saw in the old list there that Third Man is, you know, continuing to dig in and create these anthology compilations of niche portions of not just Detroit music necessarily, but just portions of music that they seem to be interested in. I, you know, I think I have to believe that Ben Blackwell's archival instincts are at play here, and he's looking at stuff that is either out of print or never collected and looking to get it down. You know, this is really what Third Man is kind of for to a degree, is just to to put this stuff down and, and preserve it in an artsy way. Yeah, things that come to mind are like Algebra Moms and what's the other one? Uh, the Monks, I think, was a, was another big one from last year. Both of those, I think, were from last year. Yes. They're almost, I don't want to say forgotten, but they're close to being uh, you know, cast away. No one is repressing those. Right. And Third Man is getting to it, I think. Yeah, which is great. Um, you know. Fantastic. So then we get on February 7th, The Distiller's Man vs. Magnet 7-inch is announced. Who won? Press to pink vinyl. And then on uh, on February 8th, the band Yak released their new album, Pursuit 
of momentary happiness. And James, that's the music video I sent you for the song yeah. Fried, which is basically our bit from episode 112. <laughs> the protestator. Haru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Yak, you know? I, I wasn't Yak sure what good. to expect. They, they sound great. Them, along with Wolf Eyes and one other band, joined the Third Man roster a few years ago. And, and yeah, they're a good addition. I like a yak. The music video, if you haven't seen it for the song Fried, is fantastic. They're doing a cooking show, and the lady is super horny for the food and stuff. It's really funny. And then on February 15th, uh, Third Man releases, uh, James, as you were saying, Algebra Mother's Strawberry Cheesecake mm. on 7-inch vinyl. Uh, pink and black vinyl both released. And they're a new wave punk group from the late 70s and it's good you know it's another one of those hey here discover this yeah type of things like this is legendary to a select few hopefully we'll make it legendary to more kind of releases from third man and from what i remember strawberry cheesecake was like their breakthrough deal like they're known for that yeah I think. Uh, from what i remember as well James, there was only one thing that happened in March of 2019. I know, and uh, I sat in silence in my room. I think everybody did in March, <laughs> except for whatever happened that you're about to mention. On March 12th, they announced the 10-year anniversary show. That's oh, a- yeah. That was, uh, and I immediately... Yeah! 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 I immediately said, well, I'm going to that, even though I really shouldn't have gone to that, but... I spent the entire day marching around the office angry. Hmm. That's why they call it March. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I told everyone, maybe that's why they know me as the crazy third man guy, because I was, anyone who would lend me an ear for three seconds, I would explain to them the concept of this thing and why I was so angry that I couldn't go. And then I was going to try and make it work, and I was going to try and go, and then it would have just been an insane proposition. You are the ghost of Jack White's past or something. Like, you're constantly going up to your co-workers and going, come on in and know me better, man. <laughs> and they're just like, what about this other work? And you're like, I forget what you just said. Here's Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to April. On April 1st, James, Third Man Records closed down. No other releases ever put out. Wow. All right, R.I.P. 
podcast over. And uh, we'd like to thank our Patreon members. It <laughs> <laughs> didn't really happen. That was April Fool's. That was April Fool's gag. On April 2nd, we get the Tours Help Us Stranger album announcement and uh, vault announcement and track listing and everything. So this was a big deal because we knew that the raconteurs were brewing an album but we weren't sure when the announcement was going to come we weren't sure if a tour was going to even happen we weren't sure of anything really and then we get in march the 10 year show and we knew that the raconteurs were going to at least play that yeah and then we get the help a stranger album announcement and the track listing and everything and we were just i don't know about you james but i was very excited Oh, yeah. I worked so hard to get tickets for the 10-year show thinking that that was going to be my chance to see anything third man related yeah. that year. And like, like this was my show. Like, I was just going to lay down the money I don't have, and I'm just going to go see that. And then the <laughs> Tour suddenly announced this huge tour, and I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you got to see amazing things. Well, that brings us, James, to the 10-year show. Now, we did a whole episode on this, the April 6th. 2019 third man records 10 year anniversary show but james you were on the ground floor for this you saw some cool stuff oh and i'm very happy to have been there it was a great show great experience ariel went there and uh got to meet pokey got to meet pokey i got to meet a whole bunch of people olivia jean i got to meet uh, daru i got blackwell and heck the list goes on i met like 90 people there it was great yeah so no regrets yeah loved it great show racking tours Got to see him. I was far away, and I was, my mind was on other things. But uh, yeah, it was, it was still a great, great show. And the person I was going to say is I, I experienced with uh, Joe Shaken all over. Yes. Josh Aiken, and uh, amazing show. Well, we should say, if you'd like to listen to more, just check out our... We did a full episode on the thing, on the Third Man 10-year show last season. So go and check that out. I don't remember the episode number, but for those of you who haven't listened to that episode yet. The bands in attendance were, of course, the Tours, as we said, their first live performance in eight years. Lily May, who previewed her new album, Other Girls, even though we didn't know that yet. The Gories, Detroit Cobras, Giltron and Miss Pussycat, The Dirt Bombs, Soledad Brothers, Craig Brown Band, Todd Albright, Teddy and the Rough Riders, with DJ sets by Margot Price, who we saw hitting the ones and twos quite pregnant, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Allison Mosshart, Josh Headley, Carla Azar, Dave Buick, and more. This wouldn't be Dave Buick's only turn at the DJ booth stand. It was turntable. a turntable. It was a turntable. Yes, uh, it was both. It was, there were turntables <laughs> there, and a laptop, and a table, like a folding table. Yeah. The DJ table. Well, we'll mention more of Dave Buick's DJ skills later in the. Uh... I know because I bothered him quite a bit. <laughs> I went up and I'm like, hey, you're Dave Buick. And he's like, I know. Yeah. Sick tunes. Keep on trash. James is trying out every pickup line (laughs) that never worked. On uh, April 8th, James, two days, a scant two days after the 10-year show, the Racks announced their 2019 North American tour. And on the 8th and 9th, played back-to-back concerts at Third Man Mm -hmm. with no opener. Amazing. I think that's the one that Josh Aiken was at. Yeah, he went to the first one for sure, and I yeah. believe they played the album from start to finish before the album was even released. So, oh, that's right. Because yeah. time is a flat circle. He will tell us about that later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Right. 
so we'll wait for that. So everybody, ears up. Josh Aiken, coming back. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. <laughs> and then on uh, April 12th, the Racks released the Hey Jip, Dig the Slowness single. Well, it wasn't really a single. It was more like a, like a hype track. I don't even know what you call it. Test that. Like, pressing or promo pressing. Well, so you got that for the third man celebration, the 10-year the celebration. You got the Hey Jip there. Yes. I guess you get the Hey Jip test pressings that came out when the album came out. And yeah, you're talking about the digital version. Yeah, they just sort of put out Hey Jip early on. Like that seems to be a common thing these days because as I recall in the run up to Boarding House Reach, we got like a few tunes like yeah. as that weren't even singles. They were just sort of like, here's more of the album to get you to get them beaks wet. Get your get your beak wet. Listen <laughs> to this. Is that what they call it? No, that's a, is that a sex thing? Is the beak wet a sex thing? I think it is, but we'll go with that. (laughs) Okay. Get your beak wet. (laughs) From Third Man. Anyway. We also have on April 13th, of course, Record Store Day. The releases. Okay, good, good. (laughs) The releases from Third Man for Record Store Day 2019 include their three-inch record turntable now this was a format originally released and marketed for a short time in japan in the early 2000s just before vinyl disappeared yep for a short time anyway which i didn't even know i just thought they were doing it to be cute oh yeah oh no they they released a couple three inch records in japan third man did oh yeah that's right yes i'm sorry i'm about to get into it right here i have it in my freaking notes i was like getting a little drunk when i was writing some of these (laughs) fine i'm getting blacked out drunk while recording some of these i think i was drunk when i wrote this because i wrote do here's a little bit of interesting tibititude (laughs) (laughs) do here's a little bit of interesting tibititude so take that for what it's worth all of this was written you you wrote in pure jar jar binks language The White Stripes released eight singles on the three-inch format in 2005, which, according Mm -hmm. to the Third Man website, was only available at merch stands on the Get Behind Me Satan tour, with the exception of a Denial Twist three-inch only available as a personal gift from Jack White. From Jack White, yeah. He handed them out, yeah. Similar to the Meg picture disc, right? Yes. Yeah. I remember because I kept seeing it pop up on eBay and stuff. And uh, it was, like, ridiculously expensive. And I'm like, why is this ridiculously expensive? And I had to look into it. And it's like, oh, Jack White literally handed this to you for some reason. Yeah. Like, why would he do that? Search <laughs> me. It. Yeah. No, it's it's great. It's the best. Search me. More small talk, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the three-inch records released in the 2019 collection include Let's Shake Hands, Lafayette Blues, The Big Three Killed My Baby, Hello Operator, Lord Send Me an Angel, Conquest Top Special, it's a fun one, mm-hmm. Hotel Yorba, Blue Orchid, Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground, The Hardest Button to Button, Fell in Love with a Girl, and Seven Nation Army, and they also re-released Trout Mask Replica on 180-gram black vinyl for the Record Store Day release, so they did a bunch of these three-inchers, and then they put out the black vinyl version of that Trout Mask Replica vault that they released last year. And what's weird and interesting is that uh, Third Man Records wasn't the only company producing three-inch records for Record Store Day. You had, I think there's a Foo Fighters record that came out on three-inch. There's definitely like a metal album that came out on three-inch. There's like a whole bunch of other three-inch records that came out that you can really only play on Third Man's three-inch-a-phone. 
I, it makes me wonder if this was a coordinated effort on the part it's, of Record Store Day people. Got to have been. Hey, sidebar, when are we going to get a Dave Grohl-Jack White collaboration? Like, really? You know? Oh, it's. I guarantee you it's coming. I mean, but like, why hasn't it yet? It seems strange at this point. It seems like they're missing an opportunity. Although, um, Tenacious D went bowling with Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters hmm. in one of their episodes of uh, Chiplinski Games, along with Weezer. It was Weezer, Tenacious D, and the Foo Fighters bowling in, I want to say Brazil or Colombia. I think it was Colombia. Very wow. weird. Very weird episode. Uh, Beck released a three-inch record, by the way. Charlie Brown Christmas is a three-inch single. Oh, that guy uh, just died. The guy who wrote the songs for... Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, or whatever. Oh, well, that's it's, sad. It's Christmas, Charlie Brown. Insane clown posse blind boxes in three inch. Fun. That's uh, good. Yeah, anyway, sorry. The last thing in April here on April 24th, Japanese power trio Guitar Wolf announced a new Third Man Records album, Love and Jet, and this is their 13th full-length album, and it was available the following May the 10th. They've been around since the 80s somehow. Guitar Wolf is a big inspiration to, was it Tom Potter? Yeah, I we did listen to some good... There's a couple of those I found here. We did listen to a little Guitar Wolf earlier. Well, why don't we play some of some stuff from Love and Jet right now, James? What do you say? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Well, that sounded nice. Yeah. In May, on May 13th, test pressings for Hey Jip, Dig the Slowness, were released on white vinyl from Third Man on May the 14th. Boris announces a new LP, Love and Evolve, as well as a North American tour. Yet another Japanese-American release from Third Man Records. I'm not too familiar with Boris either, but uh, I gave a listen to this and I thought it sounded all right. Okay. Last thing on May here, May 17th, the Raconteur's Help Me Stranger music video premiered, as well as the single, and this was our first taste of that eponymous or somewhat eponymous track for the raconteur's third studio album and the music video for this song is fantastic it's the one where they're sort of stopping and looking at the different places and ah yes they're kind of posing and they're kind of not and jack white's got the baby who turns into mist and yeah smoke and they're in japan and they're in japan there's a a phone booth and jack's got that hat love the hat do you think he got the hat enjoyed the hat and made all the roadies buy the same hat because the roadies are wearing those hats i'm telling you he did it to make himself a caricature yeah he did it to make himself recognizable that and the mutton chops i think he's trying to get a look for the new album he he wanted it and he found it and that's his look he did find it eventually didn't he i gotta say of all those drastic look changes the elvis hair is still the best like that was such an inspired choice hams down the elvis hair is the best hams Uh, down (laughs) Go for that Elvis hair. See, what's what's great about this recording is that my notes are getting drunker and you yourself are getting drunker. And so at some point, there's going to be a, a an alcohol equinox. The singularity, yeah. The singularity? 
is when machines and humans are uh you can't tell the difference between machines and humans and then it's also when you can't tell whether paul's notes are drunk or james is drunk. <laughs> that brings us to june june 5th jack white runs into jack black at a european airport where they're photographed and presumably began the discussions for collaboration we just mentioned tenacious mm-hmm. d of course a moment ago and then that was it was quite a buzz on the internet, you know? The internet all got talking about that. Yeah, and then when the record came out, the internet forgot about it real quick. <laughs> it's a good song. We'll get to it. On uh, June 10th, we get the Bored and Raised single, which uh, debuts alongside the official music video. It's really more of a lyric video. The Bored and Raised. Yeah. James brings us to another exciting music video released on June 12th. Lily May's new single, You've Got Other Girls For That, debuts alongside a brand new music video and album announcement. And we just talked a whole bunch about this album on a prior show. Yes, we did. And it's a great album. And we love it. Although, I did pull this from Third Man's press release about it because I thought it was interesting. It said, from the new track's opening line, I Ain't Your Baby... The Nashville singer, songwriter, downtown scene slayer, and most wanted fiddler signals a reclaimed confidence and bold evolution, telling women's stories, including her own, that build on the strength of her, quote, nervy, parentheses, NPR music, unquote, 2017 Jack White produced debut. I thought that was a nice, fun little pull quote there because it's a little bitchy. On the part of third man. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's. I think that's a type of humor that has been kind of proliferating that the website descriptions for quite some time. Right. June 21st, the Raconteurs Help a Stranger album debuts, comes out June 21st, James. That was a big day. It came out in conjunction with Vault Number 40, which was announced back on April 2nd. And that vault came with... Uh, some pretty cool stuff came with a bandana that was designed, I believe, by Patrick Keeler. A 7-inch vinyl record of Help Me Stranger and Someday's Demos. A slip mat, which I've currently got on my record player in the uh, living room here. And that was also designed by Rob Jones. And the album itself, released on limited edition Electric Green Black Copper Swirled Vinyl. There was also, James, a limited edition white vinyl release that was sold exclusively in record stores, and I believe you got that one, did you not? I did, indeed. Screen-printed cover and back cover and uh, white vinyl. It's a cool-looking record. Fancy that. I'm happy you were able to get an exclusive, because I believe you were not able to to get that vault. Correct. So I'm happy you were able to get a cool exclusive there. And incidentally, this was also the day I stood in line in the rain early in the morning to get admission to the band's meet-and-greet at Amoeba Mm -hmm. in L.A. in the following weeks. So... 
from there, there's a flurry of activity through the summer, and it mostly has to do with the Raconteurs. But on June 22nd, the Raconteurs celebrated their album release on The Colbert Show with uh, performances of Bored and Raised and Help Me Stranger with Stephen portraying the LJ role of the music video, the If You Call Me, mm. I'll Come Running. I don't think he's actually singing, but he's definitely miming it, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not. Yeah, no, he's miming it, yeah, for sure. But it's great, because he's got the same big glasses that LJ has. We're excited to have the Rock on Tours as our musical guest for the next two nights. Tonight, performing Help Me Stranger from their new album, Help Us Stranger. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rock on Tours. <laughs> Two nights in a row. The uh, performances are excellent. They're just really, really good. The band is portrayed via like picture frame that were placed in front of the camera, so it looks like little portraits that are hanging. So the shots are through the picture frame. Uh, Colbert Jack White performances are always interesting visually. Yeah, Colbert lets him do whatever he wants. I think same with Conan. Yeah, because they're friends. You know, probably you know Colbert to a lesser degree, but still they have a history there. You know. Makes you wonder what the hell they talked about during that signing they did back in 2012 or whatever, 2011. Catholicism? The, yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Uh, June 28th, The Hives release a new single for a song called Good Samaritan, which is a follow-up to a uh, track they released called I'm Alive, which is their first in quite a long time. And I found this kind of cool that it came out on Third Man because The Hives were part of that wave of groups, you know, that the White Stripes was such a key part of, you know? Yep. People lump the hives in with that all the time. Everyone will say, like, the hives, the white stripes. The strokes. Uh, the strokes. And, I mean, those are, like, the big three yeah. that kind of people say of the garage rock scene at the time. Even though they're not all really garage rock, it's, like, that kind of rock revival. Yeah, and these guys were a little more, like, electronica, as I recall. Anyway... That was released. I listened to the new tracks. They sounded good. We could play a little bit for you right here.
just misremembering thinking that you got a Hive CD no, I from did. some guy in a Wawa parking lot? No. I got it for Christmas, I think. Okay. Because for some reason in my head, I'm like, oh, it, not Wawa, the Speedy Mart parking lot. I felt like you got the Hive CD there. But maybe I'm thinking of another CD. I definitely bought things shadily in South Brunswick, but none of them were a Hive CD in the Speedy Mart parking lot. <laughs> maybe that's just where I saw it. it was, I was in the car with you and... <laughs> I played that song, Idiot, See the Idiot Walk, or whatever. I played that a lot at the time. It was in heavy rotation for me. Anyway, that brings us to July 2019. July 1st, Help a Stranger hits number one on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart. In a uh, letter from the band, the Raconteurs thanked fans for making the win possible and touted their 88,000 album units sold, which is impressive no matter what you think of the validity of that number one ranking based on the notion that a lot of those quote sales where people getting the album for free because they purchased tickets to the Rack and Tour summer tour. Now, wherever you stand on that side of things, they got a number one album and I'm proud of them. And 88,000 vinyl copies of Help Us Stranger is really cool in yeah. 2019. Yeah, that's a staggering amount compared to 10 years ago. It's a lot. A segment from the letter from the Racks. The album is wholly DIY. It was written, performed, and produced solely by the band members, save one cover at Third Man Studio. It was mastered at Third Man Mastering. The vinyl was pressed at Third Man Pressing. It was released by Third Man Records without a major label partner or major label money. Our small, resourceful in-house team worked with our distribution partners at The Orchard and Pius to build a plan that honors our commitment to and enthusiasm for independent record stores. Which, again, great. You know, that's a big effort for a small operation. Definitely a really cool accomplishment and uh, worthwhile to celebrate. Indeed. On July 2nd, Vault 41 has announced the Go What You Doing 20th Anniversary Remix Redux. And uh, this one comes with a book of photos, a 7-inch of alternate studio takes, the Attic Demos LP, and the remixed album itself. You can hear more about this in our Bobby Harlow interview from earlier in the season. I loved it. I think me and Paul are in the same boat. This is what kind of the stuff we signed up for the vault for. As some fans, not so much, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, that. well, I heard a, a lot of positivity about this one. And actually, this reawakened some interest in me in wanting to get back into the go and listen to more of their stuff. And this is really the time that I got to know Fiesta very well. And oh, Fiesta's great. I really love that album. So everybody go out and listen to some go. On July 9th, Third Man announced the Ann Arbor Blues Festival 1969 50th anniversary celebration collection release this is another one of those like the gospel things mm -hmm. that we uh discussed earlier and also on the ninth jack and brendan played an acoustic set live at third man and yes. that's about to be released in the uh, vault package that was just recently announced that set list is amazing james do you know what they played during this thing i don't isn't it some actual like white stripe song some yeah. Brendan benson solo material yes. yeah it's wild stuff. Do you want to hear this set list? Yeah, yes, please. Tell, and more. Yes. They opened with Fearless from Pink Floyd. <laughs> Didn't know that. Sugar Never Tasted So Good. Awesome. Metairie. Awesome. Only Child. Awesome. Lucille. Huh. By Little Richard. Yeah. Love Interruption. Oof. Now That You're Gone. Shine the Light on Me. 
as ugly as I seem. Wow. Together, which they they rarely play together these days. We're going to be friends. And they closed with Help Me Stranger. That's really, really freaking cool. That is basically the bricks. <laughs> yeah, basically. So that's cool. Anyway, on July 12th, the Racket Tour's official North American tour kicked off in Detroit. And on the 23rd, Third Band released a promo for a new plasma coil pedal, touting that Jack used the pedal on the Raconteur's tour rig. It was uh, released in conjunction with a company called Game Changer Audio. Uh, Third Man released a bunch of, like, technical stuff this year, like hardware. Third Man Hardware, I think it's called, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of review channels on YouTube that are going through and talking about these things, and it's really cool to see people talking about third man hardware not really relating it to jack white i mean sometimes they're like yeah it's this jack white's record company but you know they're talking about these products in the mainstream it's neat it's neat stuff i always love seeing that stuff in the wild july 26th that was a big day for third man lots happened there the quote no wave band bush tetris released a new seven inch single on third man called there is a hum and I listened to a bit of their stuff and enjoyed it. It's got like an art rock vibe to it, almost proto-dance music in the way it grooves. Uh, I would recommend the track Too Many Creeps for anyone interested in exploring Bush Tetris a little bit more. I'll play a little bit of that song here. And they celebrated their new single on August 3rd at the Mercury Lounge in New York City with a DJ set by Dave Buick. Hey. Uh, also on the 26th, Iron and Wines live at Third Man, direct to acetate live recording is released. And the Raconteurs appeared on Jimmy Kimmel playing Some Days and Don't Bother Me. Now that is very cool. And tragically, Some uh, Don't Bother Me is no longer available online. What? the video for that and i don't know why and i'm kind of bummed about it but um the some days performance is spirited brendan and lj tag team a great harmony on the verses dean helping out on the chorus, and jack is just sort of doing the i'm just the guitarist thing with that badass copper telecaster he's using on this tour this is their album it's called help a stranger here with the song some days i don't feel like trying the rock on tours
yeah, it's a bummer that we can't get Don't Bother Me from that. A drag. A total drag. And a busy July. July 29th, Olivia Jean's new album was announced, along with a video for the lead-off single, Night Owl. The 7-inch was backed with John Pehechanho and was also available in Tricolor. Now, James, if you'd like to learn more about the Olivia Jean album... Released by Third Man Records in 2019, well, you can listen to our Olivia Jean interview we did oh, this year. It's almost like we talked to Olivia Jean. Via Third Man, I thought this was an interesting little poll from their press release about it. Night Owl is exactly what it sounds like. The wee hour workings of an artist engrossed in a project, pushing against omnipresent forces of fear and judgment to do exactly what she's always wanted to do, and be exactly what she's known she is. It's candy-coated and bittersweet, fully aware, and also full-hearted. All right. I like the reflective tone that the uh, Third Man website takes when it comes to Third Man X. Yeah. We are in August now. August 7th, Vault 42 is announced. The White Stripes 20th anniversary package featuring an outtakes disc, a Live at the Ritz disc, and the 20th anniversary release of the record, as well as a DVD containing a uh, a few performances by the band in 1999. Now, you got this one, right, James? I did, and it's incredible. It's really great. Uh, got it on Christmas Eve, and the book in it... Oh, man, Paul, I gotta send you pictures of this book. They're children. They're, they're babies. It's... Um, <laughs> they're kids. Like, it's probably the first time I ever like looked at photos of them and went oh, they're really definitely younger than I am currently right now. Yeah. Like, they're babies. Really cool stuff. The DVD, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I haven't I've even listened to it yet because, you know, I haven't had a chance to. But um, the packaging is really cool. It comes in this uh, hardbound kind of book slipcase. It looks like a book, and you open it up, and it's got two uh, slipcases kind of, so, like, glued inside where you can put the albums and it's got the the book in it with the DVD in it, and uh, it's it's neat stuff. You get to see there's apparent there's alternate tracks that they took out one of the tracks Ugh. that I'm really excited to listen to. Yeah, cool stuff. Cool, cool, cool stuff. Yeah. So due to a billing address kerfuffle, my vault was paused through the window of time, and I didn't realize that it was paused, so I wasn't actually able to get this vault. It's my first, it's the first vault I'm not getting since the Go slash Two Star Tabernacle slash the Bricks live thing. So it's been a minute. So long story short, I'm not getting the White Stripes vault, and I'm very, very upset about it, but I'm happy you got it and are enjoying it. Yes, and I'm not getting the, I mean, I'm sure you'll mention soon, the Kane's Ballroom one, So, which I'm also kind of upset that I'm not getting that because it comes with a cool Blu-ray for that uh, Brendan and Jack performance. Yes, and I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, also in August, on August 16th, Lily May's new album, Other Girls, is released. As we mentioned, you can uh, listen to us talk about that album in infinitum in a prior episode on august 28th third man announced their live archive program with nugs.net now james have you used nugs.net yet no i really want to only because you can order cds from them and basically yes. get new white stripes cds yes of live performances fun. really it's fun it's, a it's fun very fun thing. it's you know what it reminds me of is the rack and tours concert a music albums that you could get music albums you say they're music albums the cds you can get during their european tour 
when they were doing the Broken Boy Soldiers stuff. I think it was Broken Boy Soldiers. Right. They were designed by Rob Jones. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of that. It's it's cool stuff. I remember we talked about that in the Broken Boy Soldiers tour episode, I think. I believe so. So I've used Nugs.net a scant one time. I used it to download that last White Stripes concert thing that they... Oh, yeah, the Live in Mississippi. Yeah, was that a vinyl release? It was a vault release. In the vault somewhere, yeah. yeah. So And it's a rare one, and it's hard to get, and so people are upset that you can now download it, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I'm really happy you can, because I didn't get it. So there. So I, I don't subscribe to this, but I do like that Third Man found an interesting way to make its live content archive available outside of the vault setting. I do wish Third Man would come up with some kind of official live recording package similar to what they did with Great White Northern Lights. Because, you know, yeah, sure, the live stuff is a little more niche. If this was 1984, Five or something, maybe a live record would have been a smash hit, kazoo, whatever you call it, in 85. Yeah, smash kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> a smasheroo hit. But, you know, I think if you had a like an accessible live tours record plucking, you know, a track here and a track there from the from across the tour, you could come up with a fairly accessible mainstream live album release, no? Yeah. Am I insane? Sure, sure. Yeah, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, you could. Yeah, no. Um, I think it's tough to sell a live album to a mainstream crowd. I mean, it used to be a lot easier. Yeah, I think if as long as the demand is there, like with the White Stripes, yeah, the demand is there for their fan base, but selling it to your everyday buyer is going to be tough. Like Pearl Jam puts out live albums all the time, and you don't, you know, the it's good for Pearl Jam fans. They love it. <laughs> they they get their rocks off all over the place. No, but like, don't they have a subscription service too? Like the vault? Yeah, Isn't that kind of, the, kind of where Jack got the part. Yeah, of the it? ten the ten club. I think is yeah. Right. Anyway, Pearl Jam has. Anyway. All I'm saying is, third man, the Nugs thing is cool. Love the Nugs. Love the fire in the belly. Appreciate the idea. Hey, maybe like a mainstream live album might be fun. Like that might be like a fun thing you could do. Make some make some scratch for the holidays. You know, buy some Christmas. Make a little presents. money at least. Yeah. Yeah, the music's all there. Just don't put the frickin' covers on it and uh, keep all the publishing. Help pay for a swimming pool or some shit. I don't know what you do with the money, but you want some money? Take it. Take the money. Paul's telling you right now. September 6th, we have Ghost Wolves released a three-song seven-inch on Third Band Records. I listened to some of it, but you can take that live album money if you want it. That's just sitting there. It's fine. Yeah, just take the money. I like Ghost Wolves. They are an electronica rock punk blues surf concoction out of Austin, Texas. September 18th, the Raconteurs release I'm Your Puppet and Now That You're Gone from the famed Fame Recording Studios as an Amazon original. 
and that was recorded the prior August the 23rd. What do you think of these? I, I, I think I love them. I think I love you. <laughs> and the songs are great. It's really good to have a B-side, basically, with I'm Your Puppet. And uh, the other version of the track song, uh, Now That You're Gone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great to hear an, an alternate version of that, the version they've been kind of cooking up on tour. it was not amazon exclusive because you can't download it yeah you can you well you can on amazon music but you can't get like an mp4 yes you can oh i didn't th- i didn't think you could no i got that oh man get it james get it i gotta get it give him that money anyway it's cool songs love it so let's talk about i'm your puppet for a minute now i listen to the james and bobby purify version that i guess is the most famous iteration of the song and the raconteurs basically did an exact replication of that tune right down to the arrangement and everything it sounds identical except for the raconteurs vocal and obviously the production sounds much more clean and new and stuff Puppet, what made us want to cover that? It's a song I've always loved, and it was one of those things I heard when I was younger but didn't really know where it came from. I didn't know if it was Motown, I didn't know if it was from the South or what it was. And um, when, we, when this idea came up, just uh, threw it out to the guys, what about I'm Your Puppet? And of course, Lalo, our tour manager, uh, loved the idea. He loves that song. He's Mexican, and he's, he always calls it a cholo oldie. I don't know if uh, it, that's his that's his words, not mine. Uh, that it's a, a Mexican American favorite song. It played at a lot of parties when he was growing up. And stuff, so it's cool how it's to kind of cross cultures and cross boundaries and stuff. So it's a beautiful song. Do you want to hear some of the other people who covered "I'm Your Puppet" over the years? I would love to. Elton John, Sir Elton John. Okay. Marvin Gaye. Great. Dionne Warwick. Donny Osmond. Oh, he's making uh, potato cards for everybody. <laughs> that is not Donny Osmond. That's Frank Avalon. Um, <laughs> the box tops. Uh, James, this is the best one. This is the best one I found. Samuel L. Jackson. Hot damn. Backed by John Legend and Bernie Mac from what I think is a movie called Soul Man. Pull the string and I'll win. 
The arrangement is the same. They all did the same arrangement. You think Soul Plane is a sequel to Soul Man? October 8th, we get the Striped podcast debuting with its first two episodes hosted by Sean Cannon. And then, James, I was actually visiting you on October 27th, 2019, when this next thing happened. Jack White performs at a Bernie Sanders rally at Cass Technical High School in Detroit, Michigan, where he plays a set list featuring Corporation, Icky Thump, Connected by Love, Black Math, We're Going to Be Friends, Licensed to Kill, which is a Bob Dylan cover, and Seven Nation Army alongside Dominic Davis on bass and Ben Blackwell, friend of the show, Ben Blackwell on drums. Uh, we'll play a little bit of License to Kill here. It was a really cool cover, actually. All right, all right. I never done a, I never done a political rally before. I'm not really politically affiliated too much. I don't consider myself a member of any party or anything. I just listen to the issues. When the issues come up, I try to pay as much attention, and I, I want to uh, listen to somebody and, and understand if they're telling me the truth. If I trust them, and Bernie Sanders is telling the truth, and I really do trust him. What really got me coming here was. Uh, him saying he wants to abolish the electoral college, which I think is the reason we're in this mess we're in right now. I have this silly notion that the more Americans that vote for somebody, that person should be president. Isn't that kind of funny? I'm gonna step along the line somewhere. I'm gonna play a song now by Bob Dylan that I heard recently. I thought, uh, was very poignant about the the man who's in office right now. It's called License to Kill. Man thinks, cause he rules the earth, he can do with it as he please. And if things don't change soon, he will. Well, man has invented his first touching the moon But there's a woman on my block She just sits there The night grows still She wants to know who's gonna take away His license to kill And then the only other thing in October other than your birthday, James, on October 16th where listeners of the Third Men podcast got to listen to your 30th birthday celebration live on air uh, was on October 18th. Jonathan Fire Eater reissues their Tremble Under Boom Lights EP via Third Man Records. And this is the second time somebody at work came up to me and said, hey, your boy, Jack White, just did something with a band I like. And that was Jonathan Fire Eater. I can't say I've ever heard of Jonathan Fire Eater before Third Man. Well, James, we did. Because Co, I think, told us to listen to Jonathan Fire Eater once. Because I remember the song, Give Me Your Daughters. If ever this motorcycle goes slip in the mud now, well, let me have these children to carry down the blood. If ever these ruby rings are slipping from my car, Let them be passed down now. 
Leave it up to Ko to have good taste in music. I know. It was either Ko or Pat Pantano. I can't remember. Anyway. Leave it up to either of them to have good taste in music. So on November 4th, the Some Days I Don't Feel Like Trying music video came out. And this music video is excellent. It was directed by Ben Chappelle, no relation, and features a place called The House on the Rock in Spring Green, Wisconsin, a vinyl single. Real weird video. It's cool. Uh, there's like carousels and like hot air balloons. It and... looks like small world. Like it's a small world. It's there's puppets and animatronics and it's yeah. it's wild. Jack at one point is playing guitar amongst an orchestra of mannequins, and um, there's a part where he's walking underneath a Tyrannosaurus Rex playing the solo. It's a beautiful video. It reminds me of the McCartney late 80s era type of video like the broad street era mccartney videos it's funny you say that james and i'm not gonna say why it's funny until later on um keep me on my toes why don't you stay on them toes on november 6th we have another equipment announcement this time it is a limited edition turntable in collaboration with shinola audio and then on november 7th james billy eilish performs a set live at third man alongside her brother and chief collaborator phineas it was an acoustic set, and it looks like like you can go online and find about 10 minutes worth of torn yonder pouch footage of this thing on YouTube. Nice. Leave it to the tweens to, uh, to tear their pouches. Leave it to the tweens, yeah, to just use their, what are they cooking in their purses? Crack? Meth. What are they, smack? Yeah. Smack? Smack? Smack. Smack. <laughs> they make it smack? Crystal smack. If anybody approaches you in a parking lot of Third Man Records and says, you make Smick? <laughs> it's a Billy Eilish fan. Smick smacks. I love Billy Eilish. I was very excited about this. It's funny, when you watch those videos, she screws up some of the lyrics to Bad Guy, calling herself the sad type instead of the bad type. And oh, nice. uh, she cracks up uh, Saturday Night Live style uh, and uh, and starts laughing and stuff. Very informal. Thank you. Thank you. parlance i believe that's called corpsing 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 well she was charismatic for a corpse as always i love uh, billy eilish she's great can't wait to see her next year and we'll talk about her a little bit more in the third person segment as well but attendees got a limited edition black and blue vinyl jack introduced billy to the crowd calling her someone we really love and think is really innovative and inspiring and billy said of jack he's inspiring a whole generation of people to do what they want. Now, I'm wondering if an inspirer and an inspiree are each respectively calling the other an inspiration. At what point is it a chicken and the egg kind of thing? Are they? Is it an inspire? Is the worm eating its own tail? How is the inspiration? Is it flowing from one? Is it a human centipede kind of thing? Yes. Where does the poop go? It's the circle of life. Okay. On November 8th, Vault 43 is announced. That's the Raconteurs live in Tulsa, and that's 
the one that's not out yet. I'm very much looking forward to, which I was able to get my card situation sorted out for, so I'm thankful for that. We're getting a three-disc live set of the band from Tulsa in black, copper, and green vinyl, as well as a Blu-ray, James, as you mentioned, of the Jack and Brendan acoustic set, and a Tours mystery flexi-disc, which I can only assume is a mystery because they had not figured out what was going to be on it yet. <laughs> But we will see. You think it's the same flexi that they gave away for the uh, uh, the other day? At the it was like if you go to the record store and buy a copy of Help a Stranger, you get a free flexi disc. Oh, maybe because it was a green flexi disc from Kane's Ballroom, and everybody was speculating. Although there's an advertisement, I believe, on that flexi disc to get the vault. So, huh? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know either. They previewed the vault. It's not here yet. They previewed the vault. It's not here yet. On November 15th, Third Man did their turkey drive, and I hear a very special person was in attendance. It was Carl Butterball. Oh, Carl, you were at the turkey drive this year. Yes. Normally, I finance my finance entries into the turkey drive so wait so like it's like one of those uh, thanksgiving day dog shows where you where you drag a frozen turkey around (laughs) yes it's it's like the the puppy bowl except i uh watch frozen turkeys battle it out for the football supremacies it's terrible I can't be too loud here right now with my girl Butterball. And also, I'm a little under the weather. Did you know that when turkeys are in the rain, they look up and they just start swallowing water and drowning? It's terrible. It's a very low-energy Carl Butterball at 12.30 a.m. On November 18th. Goodbye. On November 18th, we get that amazing Jack White, Dominic Davis, Daru Jones, <laughs> effects pedal ad slash video. Holy shit, I'd pay to see these fellas live, huh? It was such a good video. I hope those three guys recorded a sweet album of all covers. Yeah. I hope they re-recorded Trout Mask Replica and uh, are re-releasing <laughs> that in the vault. I really would. I'm serious. I'd listen to that shit. I, I hope they, those guys get it together. Guys, you're leaving money on the table. You just take the money. Just take the money. Paul's giving you so much money. <laughs> so just much money. money. You just take it. Why won't you take it? <laughs> They don't want the money. This is my new character, untrustworthy accountant. (laughs) He just slides a $100 bill on the table. He's like, look, your taxes are paid. Just take the money. There's so much here. Just take it. Hey, just take it. Just take the money. 
I'm not saying you're not, you're not going to get more, but this is what I'm giving you. Take just the money. Take, just take the money. Anyway, on <laughs> November 29th, Third Man's Black Friday Record Store Day 2, or whatever it's called, uh, releases are available at certain record shops. Not many, unfortunately, because they hate me and money. They should just take the money. <laughs> just take the money. Look, I you, you didn't... <laughs> If you say you didn't see what obviously didn't happen behind me right now, you could just take the money. You just could take just take it, though. No, those were not illegal pandas that I'm smuggling into the back room like pandas. Mo Sislak. <laughs> just take the money. <laughs> just take the money. <laughs> Patsy Klein's Sweet Dreams, the Complete Decca Studio Masters 1960 to 1963 3 LP set was released for the first time on vinyl, and that was for... This Black Friday Record Store Day, Jonathan Fire Eater's Wolf Songs for Lambs LP, cut from the original Analog Master Tapes, was released for the first time ever on vinyl in North America, and Tenacious D's Blue Room 7-inch single was released, and this is via Third Man Records. The long-awaited, heavily-hinted project between Jack White and Jack Black is here in the form of a Jack White-produced Blue Series 7-inch featuring the incomparable Tenacious D. Cage and Jable stopped by the Third Man Studios in Nashville to record this hilarious A-side-only single with an absolutely iconic cover photo shot against the famous Blue Room wall at Third Man headquarters. We are honored to release Tenacious D's first 7-inch single since 2006 and to make this release the first Blue Room series single in almost three years. Was the last one my bubba? Uh, no. No, we definitely had another Blue Room single hmm. before that. Now, somebody write us and tell us. Uh, we'll play a little bit of that song here. Jack White invited us to party. He wanted us to kick out the jams. Red light, it's time for us to party. I'm hoping we can kick out the jams. Don't blow it, Cage. Don't blow it, Cage. Just play the best shit you ever bought. Hey, that sounded good. It's great. Don't screw up, Cage. On November 22nd, Coldplay released their new double album, Everyday Life, the band's eighth studio album. Who's got eight Coldplay albums? I don't know, but I'm probably going to get one. (laughs) While the worldwide release was via Parlophone in the UK and Atlantic here in the US, two US-only vinyl versions were available from Third Man in standard black as well as limited edition gold. Ooh, fun. December 2nd, the Third Man Holiday Blood Drive took place. And on December 3rd, we got the first issue of Maggot Brain, which Third Man Vault subscribers get a free PDF copy of. And it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, it's uh, the name taken from uh, George Clinton's Funkadelic, Parliament Funkadelic, I believe. The song, Maggot Brain. It's, uh, yeah, neat stuff. So we're going to do a deep dive into Maggot Brain. That's one of those that I'm preparing here for a new episode in 2020, so we won't get into it too much here. But if you are not a Vault subscriber, hey, go pick it up. And if you are a Vault subscriber, you know, enjoy a PDF. Just take the money. Just take, hey, just take the money. Why won't you take it? It's just take there. the money. On December 4th, we got the uh, awesome Billie Eilish single promo video where she splatters paint everywhere mm-hmm. in that big room on top of the 45 releases and that was really freaking cool i oh i wish i could have got one of those oh, i've been seeing pictures coming online and why, why why won't they take my money they could just take the money <laughs> hey what what i'm saying is you could take the money on December 6th, Brendan Benson's One Mississippi is pressed to vinyl for the first time ever, courtesy of Third Man Records. 
And this is one of those cases where, yes, they can take the money and they're, they're doing it. They're taking the money. I'm happy for them. Good for you. Take the money. So here's this is the thing that connects to you being on your toes earlier. I learned on the Third Man Records website that One Mississippi is the first full-length record project helmed by Ethan Johns. Now, James, do you know who Ethan Johns is? Not ringing any bells, personally. But Ethan Johns is the son of famed producer Glyn Johns, who, after having worked with the Beatles, would later walk out of the Red Rose Speedway sessions calling Paul McCartney too high to do anything decent. Wowzers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Ethan... His son would, in 2013, produce a few tracks for Paul's new album, including Hosanna and Early Days. And he, quote, said, Paul's not high enough to do what he used to do. (laughs) (laughs) On December 10th, a bored and raised flexi-disc is released to record stores. That's what you just mentioned from Kane's Ballroom. And on December 13th, the Someday single is released on vinyl. And that's what I got for the calendar year 2019 from Third Man Records and Tapes. Now, I'm going to just rattle off a couple things that I didn't hear, but people might tell us about. Rostam released a live at Third Man Records. Boris, The Love and Evol, they released that and some singles. Um, look, just give me that Brendan Benson on Green Coke Bottle vinyl, and I'll take, <laughs> I'll give you that money. <laughs> I like this character. All right, let's kick it to our third people, James. Oh, yeah. Wow. Let's do that. Okay, so I'd like to uh, welcome back to the show because time is a flat circle and we have definitely recorded the game show already. Uh, our, <laughs> our game show group from last episode. Everybody say hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, you all remember Julia Hickling from After the Money is Gone, right? Julia, say hi. Hey, everybody. The only person without a nickname, unfortunately. We, we have to come <laughs> up with one here. Give it's me a so... good one. Oh. Uh, I was thinking there should be a Seinfeld reference in there, too. Just saying. Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yes. All right, well, we're You can shop. come back it's... to it. Then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll come we're back to this that. Is what, this is what me and Paul do on recordings, is we pause for maybe 15 minutes coming up with a nickname, and then every now and then one of us will pipe in going, like, is this anything? And we'll go, no. <laughs> it's not anything. Yeah, uh, I think so... I've had, like, three so far. So. <laughs> <laughs> you just punch it in later. Exactly. Yeah. Right. With that, we'll welcome the flying Vito. Vito Hicks, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. And then we have uh, Josh Aiken, Joe Shaken all over. Say hi. Hello, all. Uh, we'd also like to welcome back Melinda Taylor, who, James, you came up with one before the call. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, God came down and gave me this, uh, this good name <laughs> because it's Melinda Taylor. Send me an angel down. Woo! Uh, <laughs> there's your nickname. We did it. Sweet. <laughs> Gotten one. Melinda, it's been a while. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, it was the baseball. What did I do over my summer vacation last year? Oh, my goodness. A whole, wow, over a year. Mm -hmm. And here we are. This is great. Uh, And then I think this is the first time, Luke. It is indeed. Luke Sinclair, Luke me over closely. Luke, hey. Hi, how are you guys doing? It's good to be here. Uh, You know, long-time interactor, first time uh, viewing you. Exactly. (laughs) You You are seeing my library. There's my 2012... Jacket Red Rocks behind me. Oh, that's very nice. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It's looking good. Looking good. Looking solid. Okay, so, uh, and then James is there. Um, so here's what we're going to do. 
Uh, we're gonna go <laughs> since we're talking today about our uh, about the year in review. Julia cream soda. Is that anything? <laughs> uh, Julia and a crazy. I like that. Well, that's not what I said, but that works better. <laughs> oh, who said that? No one. Oh, that was Luke. Oh, Luke. <laughs> Julia, Julia and a crazy is pretty good. James, what did you say? I said Jew little cream soda. <laughs> No. Jack's <laughs> Hard pass, hard pass. Two thumbs down. You'll get there. Don't worry about it. I won't. So we're all, since we're talking about the calendar year 2019 for Third Man Records, we're just going to go around here and say what our uh, favorite Third Man moments of the year, and whoever goes first will have the easiest job, I suppose, because it'll probably be the Raconteurs, but not to spoil anybody's, but why don't we go in the order of which we were introduced. Julia, what was your uh, favorite Third Man moment for this year, do you think? Is it lame to say my own album? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Nice yes. plug. That was Is great. Is it lame to say good. that we released our record onto white vinyl press there at Third Man Pressing this year? Amazing. That is Amazing. a, awesome. a yeah. great response. Everybody should pick that up. That's after the money is gone. Uh, it's great. Thank you. Wow. That was a pretty cool moment. Also, Tobias and I were interviewed for a documentary there at the Cast yes. Corridor location oh, wow. about vinyl records. Yeah. That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh. The documentary is called Deep Cuts. It's not out yet, but look for it. Okay. That is great. Uh, Vito, follow that, please. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, it's hard to follow, but... Um... <laughs> Mine definitely was seeing the Raconteers for the first time. I uh, caught them at the show in Indianapolis, which was really cool. Nice. Ooh, very nice. My girlfriend went, and she'd never heard anything about the Raconteers or Jack White before. So that was really fun to watch someone experience it for the first time. We both had a really good time. My only complaint was I didn't play Carolina Drama. So. Ah. Yep, that uh, is know. complaint worthy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, that's that's a good one. Josh, do you want to, uh, you're up next? What do you got? For me, I've had a bunch of things go on this year. The 10-year, the first night at the Blue Room with the Raconteurs, seeing them in Detroit with Meg on the side stage. But I'm digging the whole new Billie Eilish uh, acoustic recording. Yes. I think it's like really bringing Third Man into a new realm like of uh, generation. So excited to see the next gen hopefully start experiencing and uh, noticing what's going on here. Yeah, not to piggyback, but I'm going to piggyback on that one for mine too because I became a big Billie Eilish fan this year. And I'm excited to go see her next year. I got my tickets. I'm excited. It's going to be me and a lot of very young people. I'm certain I won't stand out. But what was more interesting to me was that not only the the, uh, the young people interested there, a lot of dads who run classic rock podcasts I listen to are suddenly like, what's Third Man Records and how do I get there? I have to pick this up for my daughter. <laughs> and that has been, uh, I think, my, my favorite. Oh, man. So, uh, Melinda, what do you got? It is most definitely the Raconteurs album release. Ah, yes. It was my most anticipated thing this year. And I have to say, seeing them at the Greek Theater, one Mm -hmm. of my all-time favorite venues, was incredible. I knew Paul was there, and I was running around trying to find him in the pit because I was in the front (laughs) row of the non-pit. Wait, were you really? Yeah, of the non-pit. So I was in the front row seats. Oh, the non-pit. Huh. And so I was trying to find you, but I didn't want to run around screaming, Paul, Paul! <laughs> Considering we've never actually met before, for real, yeah. that would have been weird. But that was the night that Josh Holm and Money Mark played on Blue Veins. Yeah. And so that was pretty interesting.
haven't seen them since the 2006 tour, so I missed the entire Consolers period. And the set list was really Consolers heavy, and we did get Carolina drama. And I almost went into shock. I was so excited. <laughs> um, and then I saw them again two days later in San Diego, uh, a show where they didn't play Carolina drama, and it really made a difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good closer. They have, I mean, when they do it. Having that band back after, what was it, over a decade, yeah. was like the swift kick in the butt that I think we needed. Yeah, I really I do. do. So for me, there was nothing bigger than the racks for third man this year. Yeah, that's a great one there. Luke, uh, what do you got? I'm going to finish it with the same. I uh, It's going to be Rackin' Tours, but it's going to be... I flew up to Nashville in August for the Ooh. run of three shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I just, yeah. I just did one night, but I, I feel like I picked the right night because I went night two. And they didn't say what they were going to do until kind of three songs in, and they said we're going to play through the whole album. Oh, yeah. Wow. in Nashville. Yeah. And that's the one that they just, a couple, maybe a month ago or so, they did on Nugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, if you haven't ordered a CD from Nugs, they do a nice job with them. So I picked that up. Wow. But I liked it because you guys are big Macca fans, and, you know, when you go see yeah. Paul, you get, like, one or two songs from the new album. Yeah. And then and, you get the you know, same show. <laughs> from before yeah yeah and you and you, you know sometimes like particularly on like chaos and creation you're like man i want more of these songs live yeah. and so going to see yeah, that got english tea and fine line i think was the only two that sounds about right for when i saw them too back in yeah. what oh five and yeah, something like that so that i really like that i got to see the whole album live particularly because nice. they haven't really been playing um thoughts uh, and prayers yeah they haven't really been playing thoughts and prayers and probably you know some of the stuff on near the end of the album which is a shame. Is that only like one of two times they've played Thoughts and Prayers? They've done it a couple times since then, but it's never with the fiddle section. And occasionally they have Lily May like there. Why don't they just ever come on stage? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell. <laughs> Melinda, Jack at the show we saw at the Greek, Lily May and Scarlet were both there. They could have come out and did Thoughts and Prayers. Yeah, I don't true. understand why they didn't. But if I could piggyback one thing onto what he just said. I wasn't in Nashville for those shows, but I did watch all three nights on my big screen Mm. TV that were streamed on YouTube. And all three nights, I also had Facebook open and was squealing like a child with all the people (laughs) on the Thinking Persons Jack White group. That was a killer sense of community and fun. And I really, that was a great, that was a great three night run. My husband would come home from work going, oh God, not this again. (laughs) But, you know, I just had a ball and I was like, hmm, maybe this is the future because I was in my jammies with the air conditioning on, (laughs) sitting on my recliner. Yeah, so, but that was also a really swell thing that they did. I'm really excited for, I think they moved more into more into streaming and stuff like that, and I'm really excited about the the Nug stuff that we're gonna get more of this live material that they've been yeah. wanting to release, but just haven't and haven't right. found an outlet for yet. Yeah, that'd be really yeah. cool. James, you're last up. My favorite moment of Third Man Records is uh, Brendan Benson quitting alcohol and starting weed very religiously. That's fun. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Great for his health, but not great for the lyrics. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the uh, the Third Man ten year anniversary, I think, is my my favorite thing that happened this year, and I got to go see everybody who's ever been involved in Third Man, pretty much, along with uh, Pal of the Show, Joe shaking all over, over here. 
Uh, got to spend yeah, some quality time with him, and uh, you know, got to have my baby's eardrums blow out from Soledad Brothers, so that's good. Um, yeah, it's a good time. In utero, there wasn't an yeah. infant in the room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a loud blue room. Uh, it is very, very loud in there. But yeah, uh, that was probably my favorite moment of Third Man. Uh, this year, Paul. Well, thank you all for joining us for this year in review, and we'll see you all. I guess this thing is slated to go up on uh, the 1st of January, so everybody have a great 2020, and uh, we'll see you all uh, in the new year. Yep. discussed a lot today we've talked a lot about what third man records was up to in 2019 and uh, we're very much looking forward to 2020 and we would really like to thank everyone of course for supporting us again 2019 (laughs) and we'd like to thank some more people james in the spirit of a new year we'd like to go in and thank why don't we do the whole list of regulars we haven't done that in a while we haven't done that all season okay we'd like to thank uh, let's, okay, get all the way off my back about this one. Let's, let's do it. Let's uh, let's switch off here. We'll do one and one. We'd like to thank Ben the Beer Man Blues Carnes. Thank you, Ben. Kate McCoy, the Bones of the Operation. We have Jeremy Riles keeping us on those rails. My oh me, it's me oh my. Andre Ice Cold Lyman. Boy, we haven't talked to Andre Lyman in a while. What if he's still listening? Andre, if you still listen and give us a shout. Uh, are you still alive, Andre? Eileen, <laughs> I see you over there, Corsano. Tam Davis, our third person in spirit every week. Adrian, the punk rock queen king. We have the Red Red Rain Prosper. We have Amy Hart, the heart of the operation. Amy, thank you for all the wonderful support from that Lily May episode. We have... Wait, can we change it now to Amy, the whole blue heart? Oh, I like that. That's very good. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, uh, we have uh, LOL 2.0, very funny. Uh, we've got Eric Andrew Dotson over here. We've got David Poe, We've got S.A. Franco. What does that mean? We uh, it's still don't know. Years, and we still don't know. Does it mean super apples, and you've got some kind of super cider that you're not showing to us? We need to know. Are you Matt Damon? And you are, you are saying now we like the apples and they're also super powered. Are you James Good Franco will and you're just giving us a pseudonym? But you're bad at pseudonyms, so you kept your last name. We'd like to thank Yvette Wilkins, Wilkins on Sunshine. And we've got Brendan and Smith. Brian Walter, be nicer to me. There's no right opinion for you here, so go away. Vito Hicks, the flying Vito. The Brett Three killed my Garski. Nick Langford, lang you up from the heavens. Stew Cat, the stew driver, or martyr for my love for stew. Kyle Butterball Ledford. We've got Melissa Swanka, who is part of the Melistocracy. Shane Ben Jam Session, or the Shane Boy we've always known. And uh, Luke Sinclair, Luke me over closely. Joe shaking all over. And then we also have Rob Janos, who is, I'm realizing we never gave a nickname to, and we don't do that. So what are we going to call Rob? We got to call Rob something. Uh, The Rob Zeppelin? 
The Rob. Hold on. Rob. I fought Parabas. <laughs> Rob and Bone. The Robin Bone. What about he got pretty mad at us? He's for that robbing a bank. Question. And he's robbing a bank. Robbing a bank. <laughs> when you're robbing a bank, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Robbing a bank. So anyway, if you would like to get a shout out on the show, well, that's simple. You could do that many ways. The way we'd, of course, the way we obviously want you to do it is to just shout into the air our names over and over again. It'd be wonderful if you donated to us uh, via our Patreon page. That would be actually be ideal. There'll be an ad for that at the end of the show. You can do that. It can be however little or as much as you would like, and it's uh, it's always appreciated. We have a lot of Patreon patrons on there already helping to support the show, so we really appreciate that. But you can also go to facebook.com slash thirdmen, Twitter at thirdmencast, Tumblr, thirdmenpodcast.tumblr.com. You can visit our website, thethirdmen.wordpress.com. You can send us an email, thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on uh, Pippa, which is now owned by ACAST, which we're very excited about. We have our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash C slash The Third Men Podcast. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That actually would be a huge help if your resolution for this year... You know what, James? I think my New Year's resolution is going to be to go in and rate, review, and subscribe to podcasts that I enjoy on apple podcasts i think that's a very good attainable new year's resolution we hope everybody out there joins us in doing that but start with ours first five stars a nice review if you'd like to get something special in addition to that all you have to do is write us a brief pitch for your teen for tita saturday morning cartoon story idea just make sure you rate us five stars let us know that you did that james will send you a drawing so uh yeah there's lots of different ways that you can interact with us. Indeed. And, uh, you know, feel free to ask any questions. Uh, we'll, we'll get to them in a listener questions episode soon. We've got plenty of them. If you want to get any in in the last second, you know, feel free. Send us a, an email with that. That'd be great. As always, we'd like to thank Sam Kubert and Tom Valenti for the help with our theme song, We're the Third Man, as well as Susanna Roundtree for the intros and outros of our program. And, Paul, I think that'll do it for this year. Wow. Until next episode, James, I will be looking for a home in 2020 and i will be looking for a home oh boy uh in a bit that works better than the ones we came up with you know we could have done like a roaring 20s bit Ah, it's like a lot of roaring happening and we're scared save it for 2021 paul (laughs) goodbye goodbye For more information or to contact the show, visit thethirdmen.wordpress.com or email at thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at thirdmencast on Twitter and search The Third Men on Facebook. See you next time. I forgot the baby monitor is here. She will hear everything. I'm like covered in fluids. I don't even know where they came from. I think the boy's masturbating. <laughs> I'm not masturbating, ma. I thought.
It's on his no, shirt. Do you want your ginger ale? <laughs> no, I'm okay. The walls are very thin in this building. <laughs> <laughs> the precious cookies. The, um... <laughs> Did you know that Napster sells a website? Did you know that Napster should have an emoji for how I feel right now? Involving Napster. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I. I did not, but that's great anyway. for them. And I hope they. I wish them continued success in their endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, they're not welcome on my browser. Thanks. Hold on, Blue Heart <laughs> BDSM. <laughs> First, first result, Etsy. Etsy. <laughs> oh, nipple chains. <laughs> I think the boys masturbate. <laughs> um, all right, well. Power. Power trip? Oh, man, these notes are getting drunk. Japanese power I don't know. Power Trio. I'm sorry. Trio. <laughs> April 24th. Japanese Power Trio. Uh, <laughs> Les Causants. Uh, whatever that movie was. I like this energy tonight, James. Yeah, no, it's good. It's Land Shark Energy. Um, <laughs> I'm in Florida. I'm just... just. It's, it's that humid air. It's... Paul, it's, it's a real wet heat out here. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, All right. No one, nobody stop recording. <laughs> no one stop recording. Everyone keep recording. All right. So we're going to start. That was the warm up. Yeah. We're going to keep <laughs> the game show going. Are we going to do the game show now? Not, I don't know. I was very nubile going into it. Didn't know what to expect, really. I, I don't know if is nubile the the word you should use. <laughs> is there something we should stop doing? I don't think so. Okay, is there a fact that you don't? Uh, April second, we get the raconteer. The raconteer. I listened to it. It sounds good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. Just fine. It's fine. <laughs> you are recording, right? Yeah. Okay. What? Why? Why? <laughs> it's a new break. I was just curious. Uh, March. <laughs> Here, let's let's put ourselves at ease. I'm going to pause the recording. We'll are, recount in. Are you sure? Yeah. Why not? Let's go back to our song. Hey everybody, Paul here with a quick message for you. As James and I mentioned many times on the show, this podcast is 100% not-for-profit and a labor of our love for music. We pride ourselves in bringing you interesting, timely content as we have these past 100-plus episodes. Podcasting is, however, a weirdly expensive process, and we actually lose money on hosting, time, equipment, advertising, and 
and all the other little things that we need to do to make these shows for you. So to help break even on some expenses like those, James and I have set up a Patreon account where you can, if you like, chip in a few bucks to help keep the lights on. It can be as much or as little as you can swing, and all donations are greatly appreciated. The last thing we want to do is hound anybody for cash, so just know that listening to our show is always payment enough. But if you would like to help us out, that would be amazing. All right, that's all from me. Remember, you can head to patreon.com slash thirdmenpodcast, and a huge thank you to everyone who's donated already. All right, everybody, I'll see you on the show. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. You are all invited to join us on a magical mystery trip through the lives of the Beatles every week on the Yesterday and Today podcast. This show details the chronological journey of the world's most famous band using music, interviews, and rarities collected since the debut of John, Paul, George, and Ringo onto the world stage. We're a fan-made production and we're available now on iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. So sit back, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. It sounds like a ceremony Worf would go through. (laughs) It sounds like Worf's bar mitzvah theme. I'm James. I nearly spit. 8.32 p.m. coffee all over my computer. <laughs> you gotta warn me before you go Warp's Bar Mitzvah on me.